Hey there, welcome to our NFL show. I'm Chris Pio, got Kent Repository uh, writer Peter Holland with me. Uh, we were off last week. I had kind of a busy week at work, so we took the week off, but we're back. Peter, how are you doing? How are you, Chris? Good. Um, want to briefly touch on this. We're about, about what, a week and a half, two weeks out from the game, but you know, while we took last week off, the Super Bowl happened. It kind of an entertaining game. Uh, Casey ends up winning 38 to 35. I I thought both teams played well. I just, you know, Casey made the plays at the end. And all credit to Pat Mahomes. I mean, he still wasn't 100%, but he played very well. And the Chiefs got the Super Bowl win. Yeah. Um, can't believe it's already been two weeks already. Crazy, right? Yeah. Um, it was definitely a good game, that's for sure. Um, definitely uh, from start to finish. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, um, I think I think the Kansas City Chiefs just played all around well from both ends. And uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, he didn't have he didn't show his best, but in that fourth quarter, that's when you need him the most, and he came through. So this was um, definitely a big victory for um, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, you just – all credit to Pat Mahomes. I mean, I know – like, I like other teams in the AFC, so it frustrates me to see him play so well. But, I mean, good night. I mean, you know, they lost Tyreek Hill. And I know a lot of people, myself included, thought, does Mahomes take a step back? Because he and Hill were so great. But, it, you know – I mean, he had a different receiving core. He made it work, and I mean, he played really well. Um, on the other hand, the Eagles, I thought they did well. Um, you know, I think it just came down they didn't make the plays at the end. Uh, but they got a deep team. I don't think there's that too many free agents. I know they lost their offensive defensive coordinator, but I got a feeling they'll be back next year. There's actually a ton of free agents, mainly on the defensive side. Oh, okay. Yeah, they got um, Javon Hargrave is a free agent. Uh, who else is the free agent? Uh, um, it's mainly on the defense. Uh, Chauncey Garner Johnson is another name. The safety, I think they're probably going to tag him. Um, but you got Robert, some they're going to lose a lot of a lot of guys on that defensive front. Like so, that's probably um, something that's going to be a lookout maybe on the defensive side. I think the, everyone on offense are coming back, um, so I think their offense are still going to remain intact. Uh, but um, I think Miles Sanders is probably another name. Don't quote me on that. I think Miles Sanders is another name. Um, but yeah, uh, I think the Eagles are if they can get. I don't know if they're going to get everyone back from this past season. Um, but I think they're still turning in the right direction. I think right now the what the, what they're gonna prioritize is a um, they gotta find new coordinators now, and b they gotta secure Jalen Hurts. So they gotta give him pay. He definitely he deserves an extension. He he's proven enough to be the franchise quarterback of the future. So. Um, they will have to continue to build around him as well. It's interesting to see, and, and you're right. I got a Jalen Hurts. He had a season like that. You got to secure him. Um, it's funny, though, because like in the NFL, you almost want to have a young quarterback that you don't have to give the huge contract to because that frees up some other space on your salary cap. Um, yeah, you got to pay Hurts. Hurts 
play great. But, you know, sometimes when you pay your quarterback, you got less money in other places. This this was definitely an MVP type year for Jalen Hurts. He, I'm going for over, what, 40, 45,000 yards. Um, he was, like, right there. Uh, man, if it wasn't for that, was for that fumble he had? I don't know wh- how much that was a major difference of um, oh, that yeah. win. This year, so, but um, outside of that, Jalen Hurts was pretty was was dang perfect. Um, he made a lot of big throws, and and the Eagles were, were in control for that the first half until that fumble pretty much dragged everyone down. But other than that, um, Jalen Hurts had an MVP type year. We know what he's capable of. He can do it all. Um, so I think it's definitely the best time for them to get the deal. My team wasn't in it. I liked the game, but when my team was in it, I kind of liked the pop culture aspect of it, you know, the halftime show and the ads. Um, was there any ads that stuck out for you? It's kind of a blur now that it's been two weeks. Yeah. Uh, probably the only thing to think of at the top of my head, probably uh, the uh, – uh, I really, I'm not gonna lie. I actually enjoy the movie previews. Oh yeah! Uh, like, um, I'm actually very excited to see Creed three again. Um, see Creed three. I think that's gonna be cool. Um, uh, the Eminem commercial was kind of controversial a little bit. Then they're gonna get rid of those Eminem characters, and now that all of a sudden they want to break it back. I think that was kind of funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, so, I like the. I don't know if it was Bud Light, the one with Sarah McLaughlin, where they're kind of making fun of her, you know, her like slow, depressing song she had. I thought that was pretty good. John Travolta, the John Travolta one was kind of funny too. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That little that doing that cable commercial, that was that was cool. It, it was weird at the time. I was working the very early shift, three a.m. So I remember like laying down at six, watching the first hour of the game. I woke up about an hour before I had to go, so I just went to the last 15 minutes game, so I know who won. So, uh, unfortunately, right away it didn't make every ad, but it, it was good. Uh, Rihanna was our the big halftime show. Did, did you think she did a good job? Yeah, I really enjoyed Rihanna's performance. She was awesome, and uh, she. But I think what she dropped the ball when. When uh, she when she revealed that she was pregnant, um, oh, so yeah. that was um, probably the headliner of the entire performance. You know, I think the more is talk about it, Rihanna having a baby more than just how she performed, but I think that really that really stole the show. And um, other than that, I think it was it was really awesome. It was great to see Rihanna perform again. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, they had that stage where it was like risers that kind of rose way up in the air. I mean, I'm sure there was, you know, change or something that was holding everybody up. But, you know, pregnant or not pregnant, man, what would it been like to be hundreds of feet up in the air singing like that? I mean, I know she was kind of like tied to the the risers, so it wasn't like she was going to fall off. But that, that had to be a little bit freaky, right? Um. It's not like she didn't do anything out the ordinary. Um, she pretty much stayed in place. She didn't do anything that would put her that would jeopardize the baby. You know, the, I think it was very well choreographed. Um, so 
I think I, no, that, I, I was impressed. I'm gonna say anything bad yeah. by it. I mean, I mean, for me, if I was up on a riser a couple hundred feet up in the air, I'd freak out. I'd probably fall off or something. So, oh yeah, but yeah. I, but I, I I understand that, but it, I don't think it's not like she was yeah. in any kind of risk at all, especially that they practiced this the entire time. So I don't. So I think just from how it's well put together and well choreographed, where Rihanna doesn't have to really have to do too much. But they didn't have to do too little either, so um, I think I think there was I think it turned out pretty well for her. So I didn't really, see. and I even I didn't even notice that she was pregnant until one of the girls I was with pointed that out to me. I, so oh, I think yeah. I was. Pretty cool. so. I, if I had, had a baby too. If I had to grade, it was solid. It wasn't my favorite halftime performance of all time, but I was impressed. I'd give like a B or B plus. I thought the one thing Pierre blew me away about it was, you know, obviously we've heard her music over the years, but man, hit after hit after hit. I mean, you know, the halftime could be like a minute versions of your songs. And man, everything was like, whoa, I know the song. I've heard a lot. You know, man, so many hits are in catalog. Well, that's probably why she performed in the first place. Just to remind everybody, Rihanna had hits. Rihanna at one point um, dominated or at least um, was big time. She definitely have a catalog. Uh, it was just a matter of how to manage that in 13 minutes. That was probably the most difficult task. And she definitely did that. So I, um, I wasn't really concerned about how many hits she had because she definitely does. It was just um, what do we're going to respect just from a performance standpoint. That was probably the biggest criticism about her is how she is as a performer more than the type of music that she's going to perform with. Yeah, I don't know if she's just exaggerated or made it up or whatever. Uh, she had a quote, like, they do a press conference before the game, and she was like, oh, I still have, like, 38 different combinations I might do. And I'm like, hey, you're two days away from the game. You got to boil it down a little bit. You know, maybe, uh, you, you know, pare it down to your know, three top choices. But it sounds like she had a lot of directions she, she had to go. Um, I hate how the politics get uh, a handle of it. I think a lot of the culture war people look at everything with the halftime and say, oh, this is wrong, this is wrong. Enjoy it. It's entertainment. Um, you know, Rihanna's a good entertainer. I, I, I thought it was solid. It was pretty good. Uh, well, real quick, we have a few minutes. What was your favorite halftime show of all time? I know I'm kind of putting you on a spot, but was there one that kind of stuck out? Maybe it wasn't your favorite, but one that really was something. Oh, I wasn't really prepared for that. Uh, I got to think about it a little bit. Well, let me give you um, one while you think about it. It wasn't the best. I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, it was, I think it was like 2000, 2001. Uh, it's when InSync was popular. I'm not an InSync fan, but they had InSync, Britney Spears, Aerosmith, Mary J. Blyde, and Nelly. All in one halftime show. And it was just like they were just bringing people out. I mean, if you had like, you know, ADD. What was that? What? Uh, it was actually, maybe it wasn't 2001. Maybe it was 2000. It was the year the Giants and Ravens played. Uh, when the Ravens won, uh, the Ravens had a great defense, you know, with Ray Lewis and everything. Trent Dilfer was their quarterback, and they uh, beat the Giants. It, it was just so crazy because you think about, like, how – 
bringing five acts on and off at one time. I mean, it was just like a whirl of stuff. I mean, kind of reminds you a little bit of what happened last year with uh, Dre and you know, Snoop Dogg in the show. But it was just like, I, I think the halftime show was like eight, nine minutes. It was like really small. And they were just bringing people on and off. It was just a whirl. It was just kind of wild. Uh, the music probably wasn't the greatest that time, but it was just fun, fun seeing how it all come together. They had like Britney and Aerosmith doing a duet. It, it just had all kinds of wild, weird combinations. So, yeah, it was it was bizarre. Um, like uh, Britney was doing the Run DMC version for the Walk This Way, you know, the one with Aerosmith. It was just really uh, there was really a bunch of stuff. I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know how they were able to get all of them in the stage together and and still have a limited of time. That's that's mind boggling. Yeah, I mean, there were real brief songs, and they were just throwing people back and forth. And, like, yeah. the Walk This Way, they bring Mary J. Blige out, like, with the last, like, kind of, you know, chorus. So they kind of throw her out there, and she, she's singing Cheek to Cheek with Stephen Tyler, and then she runs off. And then Nelly comes out and does this, like, rap version of Walk This Way. It was just, it was wild. It was like, hey, come on, come off. It was just back and forth. It was crazy. Yeah, it was kind of fun. I Again, I wouldn't say it was the best musical Super Bowl halftime show. I mean, I, like I think you two did one that was really good and everything. It, it was just wild. It was pretty funny. So, all right, but back to the NFL. Uh, we were going to kind of look at um, teams um, already, and that's the great thing about the NFL, Peter. Twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred sixty-five days a year. NFL does not take any breaks at all. Um, looking at the Browns, uh, Mike Prefer. Is it Mike or Mark? Mike Prefer. Mike Prefer. Uh, special teams coach, um, kind of wanted, uh, did not make the Browns fans happy, to say the least, uh, with some of the uh, Browns played this year. Um, he got the heave-ho. Did you agree with that? Um, I don't know whether or not I agree with that. It was definitely, it definitely, definitely I didn't expect that. How about that? Okay. It was definitely I didn't expect. Um, I guess they were, were looking at another direction. Uh, it's not like the special teams unit wasn't all that spectacular um, all season anyway. So I think they really feel like they need to make a move and go with someone else. And uh, so I, de- I guess I kind of understand why they decided to move on with my prefer. Uh, especially, uh, probably might have to do with the development of of um, their their rookie kicker. Uh, yeah. So that probably might play a role of that. So, um, so I guess they had to do what they got to do, and and they're looking at other candidates right now. The last I checked was um, they're interviewing Leon Washington, a former return guy. Hmm. Uh, okay. So, I think another name was um, Billy Vantroni. That's another name that that popped up. Um, so there, there, there's some pretty good candidates out there for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, so um, that's definitely going to be uh, definitely going to be something worth monitoring of who they're going to who are, who's going to be next special team coordinator. What do you think is next for the Browns? I mean, we're so a while away from the draft. Uh, free agency is coming up. Do you know how much the Browns have to play around with? I know they can still restructure contracts and everything. Or, or you think they have enough to be players? Maybe that's a better question than how much they have. 
It really is going to be very tricky knowing that uh, that Deshaun Watson signing (laughs) with his contract um, is definitely going to be very tricky of how they could manage the cap and find um, find guys. Um, there, there's name. Well, as far as for room restructuring deal, um, there is a chance that they're going to bring back Jedrick Wills um, to be their left tackle. I just saw that they're they're probably going to exercise his fifth year option. So, especially that there's not really a ton of option at, of tackle anyway. So they're probably going to stick with him. They need more help on defense, so they're probably going to find guys on that defensive front. Uh, Javon Hargraves, probably a name I can think of, who's a free agent. Um, gonna, probably going to find another edge rusher now that they moved on with today's on Clowney. It's, um, offensively, outside Nick Chubb, um, Kareem Hunt is a free agent too, and I don't think they, I don't expect them to return to the Cleveland Browns. So they're probably going to look for another uh, running back um, and in a tight end. I think another um, another tight end can also be serviceable uh, too. Oh, you know what? I take that back. They do need. They got to continue to build that offensive line. No, not just with Judge Wells, but um, they got to. They, I thought, was probably one of their weak points with the Cleveland Browns is that they didn't really have the much depth at that offensive line spot. So that's definitely I can see be prioritized as well. Well, and the other interesting thing with Deshaun is, and he was kind of getting the rest out. He was out for like a year and three quarters, and I thought he played okay. I mean, it wasn't spectacular, it wasn't terrible, but man, they gotta get a better year out of him next year, especially considering how much they're paying him, and. You know, Deshaun made an interesting remark at the end of the year, like, hey, I want him to change around the offense. You know, I mean, the way the offense was set up with um, Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett, that really wasn't a good offense for Deshaun Watson. But, you know, like you said, you've listed a bunch of needs. So what do you do, Peter? I mean, you know, if they let Watson throw more, I mean, yeah, Cream Hunt probably wouldn't come back. But man, yeah, I, I don't, they don't really they've got other needs. They can't just change the whole offense around for Deshaun. Yeah, yeah, they're they're gonna have to do some reconstruction. Um, some guys gonna have to take a pay cut. They got might, might have to release some guys. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be very tricky with them. Um, and it's gonna be interesting seeing uh, what they're gonna do going forward. And I think they're gonna prioritize how to build that defense, especially now that they got Jim Schwartz as their defensive coordinator. I'm yeah. sure he's going to have that defense, and they're going to find guys that fit hit scheme. So it's going to be very tricky as far as offseason goes of what, uh, what position or what needs are they going to address. And, you know, they can't get rid of everybody. You know, Schwartz may have to keep some of the guys. But they were saying some of the defensive players really don't fit Schwartz's scheme the way the Browns have. Now, the Browns may not be able to get rid of everybody, but, you know, you got to that too. Um, I got to tell you, a guy I've heard linked to a bunch of teams, Ron Payne, the guy from Washington, he got signed as a franchise tag. So uh, unless somebody trades for him, he's off the market. I know a lot of teams will look at him. Yeah, I really like Deron Payne. He's definitely a physical guy. Um, I think I saw that too, that I don't, 
I think he was tagged or they're planning on tagging him. I don't think yeah. they can officially tag him yet. Um, but I think that's probably going to be the plan. Um, but I think they probably, but like I said earlier, I think probably if I were them, if they want to address that defensive line spot, um, they should probably target guys like um, Javon Hargraves. Who's up. Yeah. Or maybe Dominican Sue if you want to go on the cheap end. Um, so that's probably, those are probably a list of names that um, I could just throw out there as far as defensive line. Uh, safety is also probably another position as well. To someone who could um, probably gonna be like that, someone who can be that guy who could tackle in the box. Um, so it's there's just so many needs as far as on that defensive side that really needs to be addressed. And it's gonna we're gonna see what happens from between now and uh, free agency, which is in March 15th. So plenty of time to think about it. Well, and for the Browns' sake, I mean, you, you know, maybe you can't expect the old. Deshaun Watson, but they need a good year off from really bad. So Deshaun's gonna be fine. I mean, Deshaun, it was just a rusty year. He was rusty. You know, yeah. he's working, oh, yeah. his, working his way back to um playing full time again. Um, so I think he'll probably gonna be fine. I don't think I'm worried about as far as game one game goes or prep, um, game ones. I think he'll I think it will be back where he needed to be now that he has offseason uh, to get acquainted with his receivers and uh, with his weapons around him. And I think they're going to continue to build more weapons around him. Um, so I'm not worried about Deshaun Watson at all. But it um, is. But you really, but with all the money that you are bringing in, you hope that you can at least contend for the, that North Division. So, yeah. Well, and, and there's some questions the NC. Who knows what happens to Lamar Jackson? But man, the Browns got to do well, or Stefanski to see. I mean, it was kind of hot at the end of last year. They don't make the playoffs, and see, can be really hot by this, this upcoming year. They they cannot afford to miss another playoffs, at least yeah. for Stefanski's sake. They cannot afford to, make, to miss the playoffs. Yep, I got that feeling too. Hey, um, before we go, we're going to tape a um, college podcast too, um, where we're looking at top running backs in the NFL draft. But tell me something you're working on, uh, Cantonrough.com. Uh, I did a feature story on Dominic Robinson. I'm not sure when that's okay. going to out. You know, it's kind of a follow-up of how he performed in his rookie season. Uh, also, uh, the Legacy Bowl is this weekend. So, okay. um, uh, the Legacy Bowl for HBCU players, um, they showcase themselves, the NFL scouts. And I actually got a, a local masculine player, a former masculine player who was on was at the Legacy Bowl, so that's something that, um, that's going to put out and other players to watch, and I'm probably going to follow up with a feature about him on Sunday. Great. And um, a couple things for me. Um, not sure if everybody knows job change. I was with the TV station, uh, but I got a really good offer to lead Mahoney Matters, so I'm the big editor-in-chief there uh, now. Um, check my TV station out. I mean, I left, but I'm still friends with those guys. Um, NBC4 in Columbus. Uh, check out their website, uh, NBC4i.com. Lots of interesting stories. But please check out MahoneyMatters.com. Uh, Peter, I did a story today about the great Ray Boom Boom Mancini. Do you remember him? He might he might be a little too old for you. Never heard of him. Uh, he was a lightweight boxer in the 80s. I uh, held the world title uh, for a while, and it was neat. 
Um, he's a Youngstown guy. Uh, I think he still is in Youngstown right now. Um, but he got inducted into the National Boxing Hall of Fame. So I wrote about him a little bit. So check that out. That's on our page. And lots of fun stuff. I wrote about the Beatles today. There's a tribute band uh, coming to Youngstown this weekend. And then uh, wrote about um, East Palestine, which, holy cow, we're all covering that a lot. And just writing about how, unfortunately, politics have crept in that conversation, too. So, all right. Well, stay tuned. We're coming right back with the college football show. For Peter, this is Chris. Have a great day. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope to learn more about our podcast, and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.